Now, while the economy shows some glimmer of hope, it's still not a rosy picture. Joining us on the line to talk about what these economic growth figures mean and how South Africa emerged from its technical recession earlier this year is Professor Raymond Parsons from the Northwest University School of Business and Governance. A very good morning to you, Professor, and welcome. Good morning, Elvis. Now, the latest GDP figures could be an early present for disheartened South Africans, but there are warnings that while Tuesday's GDP data provided some relief in a tough year, South Africa was not out of the woods as yet. Do you concur with that sentiment, and are the recent GDP figures something to rejoice, perhaps? Well, Elvis, as your earlier input said, this is good news, and we must seize on whatever good news we can get for South Africa at the moment. Uh, quite a lot of experts were expecting that in the third quarter we'd grow at about 1.5%. In fact, we showed a 2% growth, and that followed, as has been indicated, on a 2.5% growth in the second quarter. And you and I will remember that only a year ago we were talking about our technical recession, which we were then experiencing. So if we look to agriculture and to mining, as has been indicated, those have been the main drivers of our better growth performance in the third quarter. And it shows once again that there is a core of resilience in our economy, which we can count upon uh, to, in fact, give us uh, a reasonably positive growth rate. I would just say that against the background of this, we should also understand that whereas up until recently, that the consensus forecast for our growth for this year as a whole was, as also been indicated, 0.6 or 0.7%. Now, in, on the back of these latest figures, we could probably be looking at a 0.8 or a 0.9% growth rate. Well, what's a, you know, what's a, a decimal point between friends? Uh, but the fact is that, that we think that that at least sends out a much, more, a much more positive message. There are just two caveats I would make. The first is that although... Uh, these forecasts for this year have been raised on the back of the third quarter growth rate. The fact is that if you look at the medium-term forecasts, that is for next year and the year after, both the Reserve Bank and others have downgraded their forecasts for the medium term. Uh, they've simply said, look, uh, uh, it's probably going to be about 1%, 1.5%, not quite as high as we thought originally. And this is really because of the uncertainties, the bigger uncertainties that are out there, that is the outcome of the ANC conference this month, the investment in the downgrade risks, uh, and, of course, the important budget in February, where we expect both to see government spending cut and we'll see taxes rising. So these realities tackle us in the medium term. But against that, it's good news that at least as far as this year is concerned, we are turning in a much, uh, much better performance. But bear in mind also a caveat that both in the field of agriculture and in the field of mining, these better results are the result not of what we've done, but the fact that the drought is over on the one hand and that there are better world commodity prices on the other. So we've still got to get our policies right. But nonetheless, I think we should welcome the better growth performance that we've seen this year. Mm-hmm. Now, we've just emerged from that technical recession that we talked about earlier. We also had this fuel price hike just shortly, and then some workers haven't received salary increases this year as a result of our subdued economy. How have consum- consumers, you think, been affected by all of this, especially looking ahead at, at the festive season? 
Well, I, I think that we must accept that within this bigger scenario, that consumers are being squeezed by various factors, especially uh, uh, if you look at the fuel costs, uh, uh, we've seen the fuel price go up. Uh, obviously, during, during the festive season, and I'm speaking perhaps more as a psychologist than, than perhaps as an economist, we're going to see a, a bump in consumer spending that people will want to relate to the festive season. But I think looking ahead, it will be important for our consumers to be very careful and to budget carefully because there will be squeezes on them from all sorts of quarters, and they will have to budget carefully as to how they spend that, that extra rand that they may have, um, especially over the festive season. Talking about that rand that they might have, but they r- normally ran out of money this time of the year, and people people normally go out and, and uh, get some loans around this time of the year. Now, looking at the economy, are personal loans perhaps a good idea currently, Professor? Well, Elvis, I, I think that I think that the overall message from from all advisors is that this is not a good time to have to increase debt, but rather to either reduce it or, or at least keep it stable. If, if you look at the numbers in South Africa, uh, uh, we, are deep, we are deeply in debt as consumers, um, and you've got to be careful about increasing personal debt. In fact, our household debt to disposable income is now about 71%. That's high by global standards. So it, it remains important to keep a sensible, a sensible ratio between income and debt and, and, and that challenge has not gone away for all consumers. Now, earlier this year, we had a rate cut. Is a rate cut on the horizon by the looks of the third quarter GDP figures, you think? Well, Elvis, you may recall that at the last meeting of the Monetary Policy Committee of the Reserve Bank, it was made very clear that there will be no change in our level of, of interest rates at the moment for various political and economic reasons which were spelled out by the governor of the Reserve Bank then. Indeed, one could even argue that the tone of the NPC statement in November was very hawkish uh, and saying that although we think that inflation is within the target range, it has stabilized, uh, we have to keep our options open. And if the situation goes pear-shaped for whatever reasons, we may have to put up interest rates. So I, I think that's just another cautionary note and I think for the time being, we must not expect uh, any changes in the level of interest rates. And there is the risk that they could even go up, depending on how developments unfold in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Reflecting on things going pear-shaped, some of the ratings agencies indicated that they will hold back on any pronouncements until after the ANC elective conference now in December next week. Why is the ANC conference so important before they make a decision? Well, it is important, and I think it's right that they wait. Let's see the outcome, because whoever wins, that is a game-changer for South Africa, both from a political and an economic point of view. So I think what the agencies, and especially Moody's, have said, you give you a few months up until the next budget as well, which will be in February, to see how the chips fall, uh, to see whether our public finances, how we manage our state-owned enterprises, how they're going to be financed. So these issues, which I, I, I think I referred to earlier, the state of our public finances, our growth prospects, and especially policy certainties will be very important, flowing from, among other things, the outcome 
of the ANC conference this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking into your crystal ball, what do you think we can expect after the ANC conference, depending, of course, who wins? Well, I must say that after all the events of this year, I must say that my crystal ball is looking pretty cracked <laughs> <laughs> at, at the moment. But let me have a look. All I can say is the issue is really policy and the political uncertainty is the new normal for the moment. I think we've got to accept we're into uncharted political you know, into uncharted political waters. You will have noticed that the RAND has strengthened, and it's attributed partly to the fact that they think they are pricing, they are pricing in the possibility that their deputy president will win. I just want to emphasize that simply that in fact markets can be wrong. So, so really, we 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 just don't know, and and I think uh, we just got to understand that. Around this game-changing decision, there is still a lot of political and policy uncertainty, and that will affect both the consumer and indeed the business community. Now, you can join in on the conversation on 0891104208. We're asking you this morning, with the current sluggish economic conditions, what kind of festive season will you be having? I would like to find out from you. Let me know. Lastly, Professor Steinhoff International share price dropped to under six rand after the CEO Marcus Yuster's departure amid an accounting scandal, they call it. The shares closed trading on the JSE at 46 rand 25 on Tuesday before the company announced that it had approached PwC to launch an independent investigation into accounting irregularities. That's plus minus 80% of the share price gone. And that, uh, the South African billionaire, Christo Visa, would now step in as the executive chairperson in interim. What can we read from this scandal uh, that some say boils down to utmost corruption? Uh, well, Elvis, let me put it to you in a nutshell. You will know that earthquakes are measured on the Richter scale. So I think that this corporate scandal probably does rate quite highly on the corporate scandal Richter scale, uh, and, and your listeners can decide whether it's a five, six, or seven, or, or eight. And there will be aftershocks. I think what's important now is this is not, this is not corporate South Africa's finest hour, but what's important now is that these local and these international investigations should be completed as soon as possible. Those that have been undertaken by, by Steinhoff itself, I think that should be expedited. So that we know what the position is, we know what indeed must be must be the remedial action, and above all, if there's been wrongdoing, that action will be taken. Uh, and I think it's very important that this matter be settled sooner rather than later, because it's clearly we can see that the collateral damage is quite quite large, and until it's resolved, we will not be able to manage it properly. So it's very important that we act sooner rather than later Will this have an impact on pensioners or South Africans uh, in general? Well, that's all part of the collateral damage that needs to be managed or indeed minimized. And I think we need to get the facts on the table. That's very important. And, and, and we need these investigations to be dealt with quickly so that, you know, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And if you want to minimize the damage, we need to know exactly where we stand, who is at fault, who must be called to account. We need more transparency in, in this whole issue, but that's where a big problem is, has come from. But if we want to minimize the collateral damage, we act sooner rather than later. Well, Professor, thank you so much. Uh, let me leave you to attend to your crystal, your crack crystal ball. Thank you so much for joining us.
Thank you very much. That was Professor Raymond Parsons from the Northwest University School of Business and Governance, the SBG, talking to us about the sluggish growth and sidestepping that technical recession.